What up, what up, what up? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? I am a day late and a dollar short. Today is Tuesday for me. Uh, I usually record this shit on Monday for y'all, and uh, y'all get it on Wednesday, but I'm running a little slow. But no big deal. We'll still knock it out the same. Y'all won't know the difference, right? Um, today, nothing too special. Same old shit. I'm gonna cover some weird shit. I'm gonna cover some uh, some interesting shit. I, I just really get interested by this stuff I find on the internet. So, just gonna kind of regurgitate it to you, give you the cliff notes, see what you think. Holla at you, boy. All right, let's start with something. Honestly, I have know nothing about the the Voynich manuscript. Uh, it says the world's most mysterious book is a 15th century cryptic work written in an unknown or coded language. So we know nothing. Wow. Okay, we literally know nothing about it. <laughs> it's a mix of the elegant writing and drawings of a strange plants and nude portraits, which has drawn many researchers to it. Finally, a small Spanish company will make exact rep- replicas of the manuscript so that it's accessible to more people. Here's a look at some of history's other unsolved riddles. Note to self, get rid of last sentence. Here's a look at some of history's riddles. Wow, that's interesting, I guess. Looking at it, it's pretty crazy. There's a picture of a tree. It's supposed to be the roots of a plant and then the the plant above ground, but the roots seriously look like Bigfoot. It's crazy, and then I don't know. It's it's weird drawings. It's pretty interesting. I mean, what's there to say? It's a it's something we know nothing about. You can't even discuss it. There's nothing to even discuss. It's crazy. I had no idea. I've never heard of it. Um, this one I was reading about before. Uh, it's interesting. The Mary Celeste was an American merchant brigantine, which is basically like a looks like a pirate ship. It's what we know as a pirate. Ship. Uh, especially in 1872. Uh, it was found adrift in the middle of the ocean, uh, December 5th. Fuck, it's cold then. Uh, 1872. Uh, her lifeboats were missing, but the ship was in perfect condition and amply pr- provisioned. None of the crew on the board was ever seen again. Uh, there's a lot of theories that they were either attacked by deep-sea creatures, pirates, or even mutiny. Nothing's ever been proved. So they probably left more than likely because the lifeboats were gone. But why would they leave? Because if pirates forced them to leave, all their cargo and stuff would have been gone, right? They would have had nothing left uh, on the boat. And it was fully stocked when the boat was found. So that doesn't make sense. Deep sea creatures, there would have been damage, even if that's possible. Mutiny, there would have been blood and body parts. So why did everyone leave and leave everything behind? That's pretty strange. It's real strange. Um, Roanoke. I was going to do a whole episode on this, but there's really not enough. I have it written down, but there's not enough to cover. Um, I think it's raining outside. Anyways, um, if you don't know about Roanoke, uh, Roanoke Island is off the coast of North Carolina. Let's see. It was established in 1587 by English settlers. 
led by John White. White soon departed for England for more supplies, leaving his wife, daughter, and granddaughter, Virginia Dare, uh, the first English child born in the New World. So this is basically the history of America. This is the first people that came to settle in America uh, after its discovery. This is 1587. I remember the story. The guy comes. I'll give you the... This is stupid reading it like this, but the, the guy basically shows up with his people, leaves them all behind to go back to England and tell him what he found. And when he gets back, there's nothing there. Uh, the Everything they built is there, but it's like, it's like left behind, like the Bible, like the rapture came, everyone just disappeared and like everything was there. They, they took nothing with them. Um, see how long it took him. It took him three years. So he was gone for three years. And when he came back, the entire colony was abandoned with only the word Croatoan carved. So on a, on a post and on a rock, it was written Croatoan, which is at this point still unknown as what it's meant. I want to say I remember in history class there was a uh, theory that the Croatoan was a name of one of the Indian tribes in the area. So they might have marked the territory as basically a place they had pillaged. But normally they Indian Indian groups in that area. I mean, this is unknown at the time because we had just landed there. So I guess there could be a group we don't know about, but uh, they would burn everything. So it's weird for uh, for it to still be there, you know. But yeah, that one's interesting. I already knew that one, but interesting. Um, Mohenjo, <laughs> Mohenjo Daro. Let's see. The ancient Indies Valley civilization emerged around 45,000 years ago and thrived along the fertile plains of the Indus River until the civilization collapsed. Let's see. It was known until 1911 when archaeologists. It was unknown, sorry, until 1911 when archaeologists first visited the city. Why can't I get that word out? Uh, let's see, well-known for its drainage system and grid agriculture. Um, God, I'm stupid. I'm reading too fast. Well-known for its drainage system and grid architecture, the destruction of the city still remains a historical puzzle. There is a bound from the river changing its course to invaders attacking with advanced weaponry. I mean, honestly, it's cool that it's still there, but it's kind of boring. Um, more interesting than that, it makes me remember I was watching on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Y'all should check it out. Uh, if you're into stupid, boring videos that catch my interest, <laughs> but, uh, they found not too long ago, I think it was India or somewhere. They found a colony of ants and cause I got stuck watching ant videos where they were basically showing you what the colony, how they build it underground, what it looks like, what the tunnel system looks like. Well, this one was basically described as a as its own country when you see an ant hill or something somewhere around normally that's consider that to be like a house the one i'm talking about is its own like world its own country it's crazy like it was 80 feet i think of tunnels which you know how small ant is to do 80 human feet of tunnels is ridiculous and the highways were perfectly built for the trash to go out for ventilation to come in like it is it's insane like uh i would definitely check that out on youtube it's pretty cool uh i don't know what it would be called but world's best ant whatever <laughs> uh stonehenge i've heard a lot of theories on Storn stonehenge um let me see i lost my place um stonehenge 
and Easter Island is another one. I, I, I actually watched a whole documentary on uh, Discovery Channel about Easter Island, which is kind of like this, uh, about a civilization that basically lived there long before we ever knew it was there. And then by the time we noticed they were there, they left behind these weird things, but no other evidence of humans. Like they basically left, like Stonehenge, left these, it says prehistoric monument that is estimated to be 1500 years ago. It's stacked rocks about the size of a one-story building. But if you think about the time period, how did you how did you stack rocks? I mean, how did you stack stuff that big? They had maybe maybe some kind of pulley system, but I don't think even back then they had the wheel. Uh obviously they didn't have the wheel for vehicles. That was much later for even like a wagon wheel. But the wheel itself that I'm talking about is like the spinning wheel for a pulley system, for a, a well system, anything that would pull rope and you can raise, hoist things. Uh, like in Egypt, I don't know if in Egypt times they had that. I, I believe they did, but I don't. I know they had the pulley system, but I don't know if they had the wheel that assisted the pulley system. So it was it was much tougher. I mean, that's why they had, that's why they had so many slaves back then. Unfortunately, is the uh, the manpower was required so much. That's one of the, um, sorry, I'm veering off here, but, um, one of the interesting things, um, about the pyramids I brought up about before about how I believe the pyramids were built, the pyramids of Giza or Giza or whatever were built in the, that three pattern. So from space, aliens can see it you know, to mark that we're there in the Milky Way galaxy or whatever. It's in the earlier episodes. But anyways, continuing on that same theory of aliens, people believe that's how Egypt was built. The, the All the pyramids were built because there's no possible way for them to build the pyramids back then. With a pulley system and all the technology they had at the time, okay, fine, maybe it's possible. Even with the slave labor they had back there, they had millions of slaves that they used to erect these huge monuments and buildings. So we believe, but there's a lot of people that don't believe this veers into conspiracy theory, but there's a lot of people that don't, don't believe that it was possible that it was alien assisted. Um, the main argument point for or arguing that it's alien and not slave labor. Uh, I hate to keep using that word, but is um, basically a lot of the stones that were used for a lot of the pyramids in Egypt were specific kind of rock. And that rock wasn't found local to any of the pyramids. So say you were building a house, you would, back then, you would find, or a cabin, uh, you would get trees and build the cabin within 20 to 50 feet of wherever you're cutting down the trees. So Because you can't transport stuff. There's no vehicles, there's no anything like that. So back then, it's the same thing for pyramids. How are they transporting all this weight when the stuff's not from there? Some of the stones have been dated, carbon dated or whatever, to been up to a thousand miles away. So like imagine taking a rock that, oh, and I didn't even discuss the weight. The rocks have some of those stones each say, I think it's like 10,000 pieces. I'm just throwing out base numbers. If it's 10,000 pieces to make a pyramid, each of those had the potential to be up to a ton or up to five tons. I mean, some of them were super heavy. That's a vehicle. So they were moving 
things the size of trucks and little cars in one chunk from Egypt, or I'm sorry, from the distance of, let's say, China or whatever, back to Egypt or just to the next country. I mean, a couple hundred miles, a couple thousand miles, it's pretty fucking far back then. And they were transported back to Egypt and build, and then they would stack it properly and perfectly shape it, cut it, form it, all that. So at some point you have to be like, come on. Like, I, I don't know if you could take people, <laughs> take a city anywhere in, in the world right now and give them that project. Do you think they could complete that? Like, and you're telling me they could do this 1,500 years ago? Like, it's it's crazy. Like, that that's why a lot of people believe there's maybe not alien assistance, but alien technology assistance. Like, some kind of, something that we've lost. Um and then there's the argument of you could use redwood trees or whatever, super hard trees, make them into logs, and then you could roll the stones, the miles, which would take a lot of logs and a lot of miles and a lot of rolling, but you have a lot of slaves. So like I said, it all becomes more possible, but more impossible. I don't know. It's interesting to me. It makes you wonder where this technology came from. Where was it done by rolling logs over... Maybe they had more time than we thought. Maybe our carbon dating is not up to date. Maybe maybe they do. Maybe they do have things we don't don't know they have. Maybe some of the things they use just disappeared easier than stone. You know, over a couple thousand years. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Research it. I'm not going to do all your work for you. Um, back to Stonehenge. Let's see. Located in England. Let's see. It's a World Heritage Site. Yada yada. See, some scientists have suggested that glaciers or moving ice flows, not humans, did most of the heavy lifting during one of the ice ages. The purpose for building this also remains a mystery. Popular theories call it a burial ground to, pl or to a place of healing. <laughs> Y'all are, are crazy. So some of the smartest people in the world believe that when water was flowing to a certain level, it raised these stones, stacked them when it froze over the ice age and then when it melted the stone stayed stacked okay i would be cool with that i would believe that but why perfectly in this i mean this area looks like it's like a house it's like a property it's your house from front yard to backyard maybe, maybe two of them was that a acre <laughs> it's not even that much maybe an acre area half an acre that it's covering it's tiny like, you're trying to tell me all these in this one little area perfectly washed up and froze to each other, perfectly stacked? I, I, I don't think so. That one's weird. Um, King Arthur. I think I'll do something on King Arthur later instead of... Uh, There's literally two sentences on King Arthur. You know how much there is to cover on King Arthur, and you're going to give me two sentences? Moving on. Uh, ooh, this is interesting. I don't know if I've ever heard about this. The Bronze Age collapse. Just over half a century, the entire eastern Mediterranean Aegean region collapsed in a violent and culturally, cultural, <laughs> culturally disruptive way. Almost all the cities were destroyed and cultural collapse of the mess. I have never read that word. I know Aegean, but Mesa, oh, Mesonian. Man, that's way too many A's and E's so close together. <laughs> it is spelled M Y C E N A E A N, like E N, like it's 
A E A N. Like what the fuck? A word has that. Uh, Mississ, Mississ, I can't even say it. Whatever. <laughs> the Mississian kingdom brought about the so-called Dark Ages. Uh, historians believed it might have been due to the natural disasters as areas where it was seismically active, or even a tribute to the fall of nomadic raiders or climate change. Here we go with the climate change. I believe it though, with all this fire and steam rising. I mean, there's a lot of gas rising if these pictures are accurate. But it's interesting, an entire age disappeared. It's crazy. Uh, Jack the Ripper. That's an interesting one. Um, see, these, I like this stuff because it gives me ideas on stuff I can do later. Jack the Ripper is another one that you can't just cover in sentences. I mean, the guy murdered so many people. And in theory, a lot of people believe he was either an American, uh, I guess, royal or something you would call it, a very rich American that would go over there, kill women for fun and come back. And that's why he was, was never captured. But there, there's a lot of different theories. I mean, he, he's there's theories that it was a, you know, like a prince or something over there. So who knows? Uh, maybe I'll cover it later. But that one, that one's an interesting one. Um, man, there's some stupid stuff on here. The Shroud of Torn. This is an interesting one. The picture is creepy, bro. It's like a Rorschach painting. Uh, ink blot test. If you don't know the Rorschach thing, it's it's when you go to the psychiatrist and they give you that ink blot test. They're like, look at the picture, and it's just ink splattered on a piece of paper, and you're supposed to tell them what you see. That's what this looks like. And basically, if you don't know what the Shroud of Torin is, sorry, I guess I should start it with that. The Shroud of Torin is when Jesus Christ was buried. It's what they wrapped him in, and he was in for three days before he supposedly risen and walked out of the cave he was buried in. Now, everyone should have seen the passing of Christ, read the Bible, something. They should know the story of Jesus. I shouldn't have to cover it. I'll give you a quick synopsis. Uh, th this is all, I'll, I'll give you the true history fact, and then I'll make sure I let you know the difference between fact of a person compared to, I don't want to say fable, but mysteries of the Bible or religion, religious faith, I guess I should say. Quick story. There's a man named Jesus Christ. He got in trouble for whatever reasons. I'm not going to get into details, but he basically had an issue <laughs> and he, sorry for laughing. He had an issue, but him and his people, he got tortured and killed. They were wrapped specifically him in this shroud of Torin. He was wrapped. And three days later, this is where the, on the mystery part of it comes in three days later, supposedly he was seen walking and that's, that's, shroud it's it's a cloth they, they call it the shroud of torn but it's basically a cloth of wherever this place is um that cloth was left behind so that's the super fast story insensitive version of it sorry um and the mystery part of it is this cloth now the cloth has had a lot of shit going on with it since he, the body was disappeared, whether it was taken or never there to begin with, whatever the case may be. Ever since it was found alone in the cave, it has been hidden, smuggled, sold on the black market, stolen, all kinds of different stuff. And I, I even saw a show on it. Uh, I watched like a two hour show on it about the shroud, where it came from, how it was began made and where I'm going to lead to telling you here in a second. Uh, but there was like a French prince, an Indian 
whale, like all these sharks, like or like whatever, these super like a Russian oligarch, like these super people in power, princes of all these crazy countries ended up only owning this cloth because it had the religious, you know, connotations behind it. Well, anyways, it's found uh, in our nowadays historically kept wherever it's kept. I'm not reading this. I'm telling you what I'm what I remember from from the show. But uh, so in the show, they basically take the cloth, and what they are what they realize they can do is once you open the cloth, which I'm looking at it right now, you can see a face because he was. I mean, it was, he was a bloody mess. Unfortunately, when when he was wrapped, his whole body was basically blood or covered in dirt and blood and whatever had happened to him. Plus the decaying of a body, all, all that kind of whatever the case. So in the shroud, you can see I see an outline of hair. I see a mustache, a very heavy mustache. It's weird. The interface almost looks like a cat. Like it's it's like a weird Rorschach test. So I'm saying I see kind of see what you want to see, but you can see what's supposed to be seen also. But you can see the outline of a head, weird outline of shoulders, almost like he was wearing like Shredder's shoulder pads. It's a little weird. They're really wide. Could have been the cloth folding. Uh, you can see there's like a weird burn or maybe the cloth is missing. So you can't really see what's toward the, the bicep towards the elbows. But after the elbow, you can see the forearms very clearly. And then you can very clearly see fingers. His right hand is clasping his left wrist. And his hands are over his crotch or his waist. And then he's laying on his back. But you can see his mustache and, and the sunken in eyes like in this in this thing. So the crazy part about this, the whole reason for the show I was watching was they took this cloth because they have been able to take it like a 3D camera or whatever. And they were able to take this cloth and they were able to lay it out and scan it with this camera and all this different laser imaging. And they were able to take now that and 3D recreate in a computer program whoever's face was in it. Now, they have tested this before with, like, take my face, put whatever wetness or whatever kind of dirt on my face, cover it with a cloth, take the cloth, scan it, 3D print it on the TV, and you would have my face, right? Tripped out. So they did the same thing. So they basically, they were saying that they have the face of Jesus, which it looked how you thought, long hair, long brown black hair, uh, big mustache, big beard. I mean, it's exactly what you would think. So it's like you see it, but it's tri the you know it's it's cool, but it's weird. It's it's interesting. Like there's a lot a lot of th thoughts going on. But the the crazy part is they were like, this is the first time you'll ever get to see Jesus talk because it's a 3D image in a computer program. They were able to move his mouth. Now obviously his voice isn't his voice, but they had him talking to you, which was tripped out. So his face, if it really was the exact print of 3d of uh, Jesus was talking to you. So yeah, it was, it was very, very, very weird, very interesting. I'm not religious at all, but it's still just to be able to take anybody's face. I mean, uh, Leonidas from Sparta or fucking, I can't even think of people right now. I'm just deadlock on this. This picture's blowing my mind right now, but if you were to take like Socrates, just anybody's face, Einstein, and just have him talk to you, it, it's fucking tripped out. Well, I didn't get too uh, far into the actual reading of it. Um, I guess right here it does tell me where it was kept, um, the shroud. The final place is kept right now. Um, it says it's kept at the Cathedral of St. John the Baptist in Turin, uh, Italy. 
See, car, uh, they have carbon dated the cloth, which makes it correct. X-rayed, all that stuff I told you. Tested the blood spots, all that thing. So, yeah, uh, it's a pretty interesting show. The pictures I'm looking at right now is a little weird because uh, I say you stare at it long enough. Each of his shoulders look like shoulder pads, and then his biceps look like owls coming off of it. Just fucking weird. The center of his face looks like a cat face. Like, I've just been staring at it too long. I'm starting to see different things, so. It's a tripped out picture, but it's kind of crazy to see somebody's like final resting place in a in a sheet. Uh, what the fuck is this? The anti-cathera mechanism. Anti-cathera mechanism is an ancient analog computer. What? That's a computer, bro. It literally looks like if I was to take a submarine door. The, the spinning handle that you use to unlock the door, it has that on the door, and then just cut out a little section of the door out behind it, and that's it. It's the spinning handle with a piece of the door behind it, like a small section behind it. That's it. That's what's left over, at least. I don't know what... I mean, obviously, this probably broke off the main piece, but that's what I'm looking at. Uh, and that's a computer? An ancient computer? Like, what makes it a computer compared to just... Like, what would be considered, like, stacking rocks to count coins, you know what I mean? Um, the hell was that thing called? An abacus? Couldn't think of the word. I think it's called the abacus, the little, the ancient uh, calculator where they used to slide, uh, slide stones or whatever on a single rail to where they could uh, count, their, count their money. Sorry, I, was, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. But yeah, Abacus, that's it. Um, let's see. Anyways, this uh, analog computer believed to have been made by Greek scientists in the 150 or 100 BC. That is a long time ago, over 2,000 years ago. See, the computer was used to predict astronomical positions and even eclipse. It remains a mystery because the techno uh, technology was not seen again until the 14th century when the mechanical clocks were being made in Europe. Huh. So more than likely, this is a piece. This is a piece of a mechanism. That's what it means by computer. So it basically probably spun and had gears, kind of like a watch, had gears and little mechanisms and timers, and it would basically click and spin and link up. And when it hit a certain position, it was giving you astronomical positions. So it was basically giving you positions of the star, of the stars. Um, yeah, it's not too crazy. I guess it's a computer, if you want to call it a computer, because it does move on its own. So if that's what you want to call a computer, then okay, it's a computer. Um, it's pretty sweet, though. I'm not mad at it. Um, Area 51. Nah, we'll skip that. I might cover that another day. Area 51's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of played out and boring. You already know what it is. Aliens might be there. They might not be there. Um, uh, I was actually going to do a whole thing on Amelia Earhart. Uh, I'm reading about it right now. I'll see if I'll do a bigger thing on it, but I'll read you right now. The, the small and skinny of it. Uh, she was basically the first American aviator that ever decided to fly solo across the Atlantic ocean. Um, I remember reading about this. She tried, uh, after she had set many records, she did try to go. And then uh, in 1937, I did not remember that I'm reading that, but uh, I remember she flew out and she never came back. Uh, I believe, based on the things I've read on it, that it's the Bermuda Triangle, obviously, whatever's going on out there, which they believe is more than likely 
sorry, let me start with the first thing. She flew out to try to set this record, flew out, never came back, was disappeared. Ship was never, her plane was never found. She was never found. Okay. So my theory is two things, either, especially at that time is either pirates were heavy in that area and she was gunned down. Uh, 1937 is not too hard for a ship to shoot something out of the sky. It's the middle of war. So that's A, could have either been, could have been Nazis. I mean, at that time, I wouldn't even be surprised that they were doing sketchy stuff out there. Uh, also, there is heavy magnetism um, in that part of the world. That's why they call it the Bermuda Triangle, because all your... When you go out there with airplanes, when you go out there with ships, all your telemetry, everything you use to to navigate where you are uh, with technology and computers that we have, it all goes finicky when you're in that little triangle. So that's why a lot of people have said that it's the magnetism, and I believe that, but I believe it's the magnetism mixed with either pirates or some kind of group out there that shot her down, obviously. Um, she did set some other records, but it's just interesting that, you know, to this person, this is the one that it happened to. Uh, but you never know. Uh, there's been theories also that she has, uh, she landed where she was supposed to land. Well, not where she was supposed to land, but she landed somewhere else and disappeared. It was her way of uh, starting a new life, I guess. Uh, I don't know why. She's pretty famous, but who knows? Um, What is this? The Dancing Plague? Fra Trofea, the Fra Trofea, <laughs> a resident of Strasbourg, uh, see, part of the Roman Empire, suddenly took to dancing on the street in July 1518. Soon she was joined by others, all dancing uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. See, within a month, of, what? Within a month, 400 people were dancing in the city, and many, many of them died from exhaustion and heart attacks. The Dancing Plague of 1518, as has come to be known, had completely died by the mid-17th century. What? It's unknown whether it was a real illness or a social phenomenon of some kind. I've never heard of this, but it took 200 years for people to realize they shouldn't dance themselves to death? What? Yeah, it's crazy. One woman started dancing and didn't stop for months. And other people joined her for months. Who dances for months? Without drugs, that is. Without drugs, people. There had to have been drugs. And that was another thing. I saw, uh, what was I listening to? I was listening to a podcast that was talking about, uh, maybe it was a YouTube video. I don't know. I was listening to another show. I could have been reading it. But uh, they were talking about how uh, they have found, like, pots or different uh jars or whatever that in like egypt times egyptian times or even older times than that roman times they have dug up out of the ground tested what's inside these jars that have been preserved and they have te they have found you know different foods and things like that but they have found hallucinogens they have found drugs showing that even people back in the day like to get a little twisted beyond the alcohol they like to to drink uh drink a lot i guess but we knew that but i guess they like to do a little opiate on top of that so that's a that's an interesting one you might catch me on them drugs but you ain't gonna catch me dance myself to death that's fucking crazy 400 people wow um loch ness monster locky that one's stupid 
I'm gonna cover Sasquatch maybe or uh El Chupacabra or uh what was his other name? Gigantus a picket or whatever the fuck. Gigantapicatus. I think it was his name, I can't remember. <laughs> um I'll cover that shit later, but Loch Ness Monster is stupid. I think it was wood, but apparently it's a monster back in nineteen thirty four in Scotland that people thought were a dinosaur that lived in this lake. But I think it was just wood. I don't know. I'm not covering it. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bermuda Triangle. This happens to be one of the things. I was just talking about it. It looks like it covers. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I just flew to Puerto Rico, and it starts in Puerto Rico. San Juan. I have family in San Juan. That's fucking crazy. So it's basically almost the tip. So the the far edge of the triangle, the longest, this isn't a perfectly edged triangle. It's a super long on one edge. I'd say about 60% on one edge and then about almost 20-20 on the other two edges. It's hard to say. One's a little longer. But basically, the longest edge is directly from San Juan, Puerto Rico in a straight line up towards almost touching Washington, D.C. And then from Washington, D.C., the shortest angle is heading out into the middle of the ocean and touches Bermuda. And then straight from Bermuda, it goes back down south and goes straight to the second longest line, back to San Juan. And that's the Bermuda Triangle. That's where all that telemetry shit I was telling you about. Um, Let's see what it says. Says various ships and airplanes have gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle, duh, which is located in North Atlantic, blah, duh. See, the earliest article published about a disappearance was in the Miami Herald in the 1950s. Although several studies and researchers have claimed that the stories revolving around the Devil's Triangle are false, it remains a great piece of geographical mystery till date. See, these guys trying to downplay shit. I know, I've heard so many pilots talk about when they fly from other countries or fly from here and there, they're supposed to avoid this area. So shut up. Don't tell me this place is unknown or not a mystery. Like shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh man. What else we got here? Oh my God. Where's Cleopatra's tomb? I didn't know this was a thing. See, ancient writers claim that Cleopatra the Seventh and her lover Mark Anthony, Antony, sorry, were buried together in a tomb after their deaths in 30 BC. Wow, that's a long time ago. Uh, let's see, a writer Plutarch in the 45 to 120 wrote that the tomb was located near a temple of Isis. Sorry, Isis. Can't say Isis. Temple of Isis, an Egyptian goddess, and was a lofty and beautiful monument containing treasures made of gold and silver, emeralds, pearls, ebony, and ivory. Awesome. Uh, the location of the tomb remains a mystery. In 2010, Zahi Hawass, Egyptian's former antiquities minister, conducted excavations at a site near Alexandria, uh, now called... Jesus, look at these names... <laughs> now called Tepesiris Magna, which contains a number of tombs dating to the era which Cleopatra the Seventh ruled Egypt. So they're getting closer. Let's see. While many interesting archaeologist discoveries were made, Cleopatra the Seventh's tomb was not among them. 
See, archaeologists have noticed that even if the Cleopatra tomb does survive to this day, it may have been heavily plundered and unidentifiable. Well, duh. Unless it's booby-trapped or perfectly hidden, which, I don't know, this isn't the mummy. Um, yeah, it's probably been plundered, safe to say. Um, Money Pit in Oak Island. I was t- telling you about, about Oak Island not too long ago. Uh, they're still covering this. Let's see. Two centuries, stories have circulated that Oak Island, located off the Nova Scotia, Canada, held a money pit of buried treasure, supposedly levied, uh, sorry, left by the pirate captain William Kidd from 1645 to 1701. Let's see. Yeah, numerous expeditions have gone. And like I told you before, they're still waiting for one more person to die before the tre- treasure is discovered. That is the, the theory of it or whatever, the tale. So we'll get back to that one. What else do we have? Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Some of this stuff is hilarious. I don't know. Man, I saw this one. Did y'all hear about um <laughs> this fucking rapper, bro? They took to the club. He had died. What was his name? Uh, I'd looked it up. Yeah, exactly like Weekend Bernie's is what I was thinking of. <coughs> See, DJ's Bliss Nightclub Memorial Service. So he was gunned down. He was a 24-year-old rapper. Uh, it's not saying his fucking name. Yeah. Gunu. That's his name. His name's Gunu. I don't know. I've never heard his rap music. Um, but yeah, apparently they took his body. I don't know how they got his body. I don't know logistically how they were, the family was able to get it. Because you can't just like, hey, I'll bring it back on Thursday before the funeral, you know. But somehow they managed to get his body. They took it to the club <laughs> because he said he never wanted his death to be a sad thing. He wanted to be celebrated. He wanted it to be a party. So they took his dead body based on his wishes, air quotes, uh, they wanted him to basically be there as they partied over his body. So they had him in the VIP section standing, fully clothed, decked out. I mean, he's got chains, a watch on. It looks like it almost looks like he's holding a cell phone with his left hand. His right hand's in his hoodie pocket. He's got fashionable glasses on. His braids are done. Like he's ready to go. Kick, fly, fly ass kicks on. Like he's chilling, but he's standing. They have him posted up standing, however, in the corner. Now, the problem is. <laughs> I'd say probably most of the people that went to the to the party because it was just a thrown party, they didn't say he was going to be there. They didn't know it was a real body. They thought it was just whatever for a while until people realized it was a real body and then it became an issue. And then also the club they were at, there was no permission asked to bring a dead body. You know what kind of like sanitation issue, especially right now, people are so scared with COVID and germs and things right now. Like there's so many like gross facts going on with his body just moving around people touching it like just so many different things there's so many things i could go into like it's crazy but yeah so no one knew um the the twitter foot footage is it's crazy it's it's uh it's bonkers um <laughs> uh yeah Let's see a 40 dollar cover charge to get into the shade room to hang out with him um wow yeah that one was crazy i uh 
I don't even know what to say. Just don't do it to me. I guess uh, I don't need you to <laughs> don't need you to prop me up in the club. I I don't even go to the club now as alive. So don't take me there in death. You know, it's not it's not where I want to be. Um, what else? This one was sad. I saw um this happened I think a couple weeks ago. I guess four chicks, uh, four ladies decided to rob and carjack an elderly woman. Uh, in New Orleans here in America, um, 73-year-old woman, they carjacked her. And as they were carjacking her, uh, the story I saw was woman's arm ripped off during carjacking. So they ripped her arm off, this older lady, 73 years old. Killed her, obviously, blood loss. Uh, I believe blood loss unless they ran her over. But uh, yeah, like steal her car is one thing, but. Like, come on, how, how do you kill someone when you steal a car? I've never stolen a car, but I could imagine I could do it without stealing it. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> can't steal a car without stealing it. Sorry. Anyways, tongue twister. But I could imagine that I could get it done without hurting somebody is what I'm saying. I'm sure most people could imagine they can do a lot of things without hurting people. But there's some people out there that just have to hurt people. But, oh, they were teenagers. Wow, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, and they're arrested now. It says four teenagers have been arrested in New Orleans after a woman was dragged to death. Wow, so they dragged her to her death. Oh my god, I didn't know it was all that. Uh, like I said, I have not read this since it happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, now they're already being arrested and stuff. Um, the lady 73 bled to death on the street on Monday after her arm was torn off during the broad daylight robbery. Uh, the teen suspects tried to kick her out of her 2021 Nissan, but she was still entangled in her seatbelt. They allegedly sped off while she was still attached to the car via the seatbelt, which that was my guess when I read this. I was like, the only thing I could think of is a seatbelt pulled her or they closed the door with her arm in it. And because she's a little older, it just broke off easier than it should. But obviously it was the first guess. Um, horrible story. Um so that was on Monday. Yeah, so that was Monday. Said by Tuesday they had all four in custody because you see here on Twitter, I'm watching, I guess, someone's dash cam footage. Not dash cam footage, but uh, caught them walking by their ring camera. So their front door camera caught them walking by just before the incident. And they all have, like, some of Two of them have hoods on. They have, you know, COVID protective masks on. Normal masks, not mask masks. It's hard to say now, but they're COVID protective masks right now. Uh, so, yeah, somehow they identified them by Tuesday. They were, uh, four of them were all in custody. A 17-year-old male. Well, I didn't know one of them were male. I thought they were all female. Uh, let's see. 17-year-old looks like black male. A 16-year-old says here black female. And two 15-year-old black females. So 17, 16, and two 15. Wow. Uh, let's see. One of the first girls was the first to be apprehended after her mother turned her in. Damn right, mother. Damn right. I would probably not turn in my kids for most anything, but that's crazy. Like that one... I don't know. That one that one's crazy. Um if it was just the carjacking I would you got to raise them better, yes. You got to be a better parent, yes. But it'd be hard for me to say something if it was just the carjacking, but 
you killed the lady, he ripped her. Like, come on. Like, y'all are, it's unnecessary, people. So I guess I'll, who rotted the mother on that one for once? It's hard to do, I know. Uh, the male and one of the other females were caught after the male suspect's parents tipped off investigators. So his parents gave him up. Uh, and he was caught with the other female, I guess, at the same time. And then the last female suspect handed herself in. So I wonder, she might actually get softer treatment because she actually handed herself in, which is crazy how that works. Um, all four were booked in one count of each of second-degree murder. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe they're not offering deals. Let's see. Uh, as they are all juveniles, their names and photos will not be released to the police. Oh, wow. It says uh, the injured woman was still alive as witnesses tried in vain to render aid. One good Samaritan furiously told that he spent almost five minutes trying to call 911 with no answer as the victim bled out in front of him. Wow. Um, the mayor's office insisted 911 received the call at 1.36 p.m. and the alert was sent less than one minute later. Units were dispatched less than two minutes after receiving the call at 1.38. Uh, they were on the scene at 1.43. EMS was there at 1.47. That was nine minutes, people. With a woman's arm severed, nine minutes? Hard to say. Moving a little slow. Uh, the victim was trying to survive. Her younger sister told the, out, uh, told the police. Let's see, uh, she was 73 and still breathing, waiting for an ambulance when this ordeal happened. She was a fighter. Wow, it's totally senseless. Um, let's see, when they pulled away, she was in the strap. They made the decision to murder her. They should pay for it. That's what. Uh, that's a quote from someone on the scene. Um, she left behind a seven-year-old granddaughter. Uh, let's see. That's crazy. Sorry, I'm trying to see if there's anything. So, yeah, there's nothing else on that story yet. It just happened, like I said. But, uh, yeah, they're still trying to figure out what kind of charges they're going to put on these kids. But they they still need to be tried as adults because that's just ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I just want to talk to you today about uh, SwiftLifestyles.com. SwiftLifestyles.com uh, is offering 15% off to all my customers, all my listeners, everybody out there. If you hear my voice, you're getting 15% off the entire website uh, using promo code STEAL67, like you're stealing something, 67. That is the promo code to get yourself 15% off. Now, what that website is going to give you, they have drinks that will help you react, focus, and energize. They have vitamins for your brain, good for boosting. They come in pill and gummy form. They also have gear, clothing, t-shirts, I mean, hoodies, whatever you need, you name it, they got it. Shakers, they'll hook you up for your protein shakes. They got three different sizes for that, so you don't always have to have a huge shake if you want something small. Not too bad. Uh, the drinks are non-chalky and they have no weird flavor residue at the end, which is amazing. I've 
been using them for quite a while. Uh, I'm a very intense gamer. I like to stay up all night and I need something that's going to kind of get me there. Also, when I like to go to the gym, it's a good pre-workout. You get that uh, first little drink and you get the blue raspberry and you're golden. Uh, but anyways, we'll go ahead and let you try out that promo code STEEL67 at SwiftLifestyles.com. Go ahead and get you that 15% off and we'll catch you later. Oh yeah, and I forgot, I was telling y'all about the Bermuda Triangle and my theory on the Earth's magnetism. I didn't even tell you how that shit works. Uh, At least how I know it works. Like I said, this podcast isn't made by a genius, so go ahead and tell me what I say is incorrect. But the way magnetism works is the center of the Earth is basically a hard shell egg i guess a hard rock a center core right this is all in theory we've never been there we can't go far enough to ever see what it truly is we there's no fucking knowing but the theory is that in the center is a hard shell like an egg and inside of that shell is like a moving a constant flowing in 360 degrees constantly flowing but in a circle it's flowing but it's the whole room is moving in a circle flowing of water sorry flowing of liquid not water and that liquid consists of it's lava obviously it's super hot molten lava and making it molten obviously is steel or metal so in theory they say it's metal moving however fast miles per hour in a circle boom 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 constantly and that is pulling against the fact that our earth spins on its own axis so these are things that we do know the earth's core is a theory but we do know that the earth spins on an axis well what that means is like a basketball spins on the tip of your finger or like a basketball player will make it spin on the tip of their finger That's how the earth is spinning right now. It is spinning so fast on the tip of your finger in its own spot, right? That we don't notice it spinning. Like, have you ever seen that like in a movie or in a booklet or something where you you've you've flipped through the pages or they they've spun this scene so fast that eventually you see a different picture. It's especially in those little booklets where you start flipping the pages and the guy on the bottom of the page starts moving. It's kind of the same concept. So because of that concept, that's why we don't notice it spinning. It moves so fast that it just is. That is what it is. So the Earth is spinning on its own. That means its own axis. So when I say it's spinning on its own axis, A-X-I-S, that's it spinning like a basketball on the tip of its finger, right? Okay. And then at the same time that it's spinning on its axis, tip of the finger, it is also rotating in a circle, like a NASCAR racetrack circle, around the sun, right? Because the sun is the center of our universe. So you take the sun is setting still. I believe the sun rotates on its own axis. I believe. 
That's the only one I'm not 100% positive. I, I know all planets rotate on their own axis, but I believe the sun does also. I think that's why it also pulls in so much power because the sun has so much pull. It is actually helping. Everything is rotating around it. It has so much pull and gravitational force that it is rotating everything and everything has to rotate to counter to counteract it so everything can stay where it stays. So anyways, you can see this on Google Earth. Well, not Google Earth, but uh, on the internet. If you Google the Earth, <laughs> sorry, you can see the way the planets rotate, the solar system. Basically, look at the solar system's rotation, and you'll see the sun sitting in its spot, and everything rotates around it, and they're all rotating on their own axis, tip of the finger, and they keep rotating around each other. None of them hit, none of them touch, right? That's how everything works. It all flows together and all keeps moving. And that's how everything keeps moving. That's how this all this works. So the crazy part is that's why all this stuff works. That's why our magnetism works. That's why, I mean, that's why it works in relativity to our planet because our planet has an atmosphere. So our atmosphere allows it to act a certain way in correspondence to the magnetism being pulled from everything i mean basically the way the universe works so <laughs> so funny i hope all this is incorrect i will laugh my i hope all this is incorrect because this is all stuff i've learned and read over years so if all this is incorrect i will lose it uh it's <laughs> it's so funny um but anyways it, it it's just the way it all has to work for everything to work like Without the atmosphere, we wouldn't have what we have, I mean, on this planet. Without the atmosphere, we wouldn't have air. Without the atmosphere, we wouldn't have, um, hold on one second. Without the atmosphere, we wouldn't have any kind of life. I mean, think of the moon. Like, I was talking to my girl about this the other day. So, if you were to step in the desert, anywhere in Egypt, your footprint would be there you walk away and when the wind comes or whatever weather comes your footprint's gone it blows away whatever the case may be fine cool everybody agrees that's how it works all right that's because we have an atmosphere we're in a snow globe we're in a bubble so those things are allowed to happen we have wind that is forced because of the things inside the bubble the sky the bubble the bottom of the bubble earthquakes things like that all that changes how life happens inside the bubble right so without that bubble none of that works so if you take the moon and this is why supposedly astronauts footprints when they step out there it will be out there for millions of years there's no wind in space and without an atmosphere the moon is basically the surface of the moon is outer space once you leave the surface you're in outer space we're in a bubble, so once we leave the surface of our planet, like if I take my foot off the surface of the planet, I'm still in Earth's atmosphere. You see what I'm saying? I'm not in space. But on the moon, the second your foot comes off the moon's surface, you are in space because there's no bubble shading you from it or protecting you from it. So that's why, like I said, things like gravity, uh, magnetism, all those things are able to work is because of some of it's the core of the earth. Some of it's the rotation and push and pull from the sun. 
uh, the atmosphere allows a lot of it to even be possible on top of those features. So it's all pretty tripped out. Um, crazy fact that I, I did hear once um, that blew my mind was if Earth if or any planet, any of our planets in our solar system, if they were a thousand miles to the left, which would be on a map, let's say a thousand miles closer to the sun or a thousand miles farther from the sun, however you want to consider it or whatever number you want to say, even if it was like if a thousand miles was the equivalent of an inch, whatever, whatever distance you go from it rapidly changes the environment on that planet. So, for instance, the first planet beyond the sun is Mars, right? Which, if you look at all the planets in our solar system, it is the hottest, most sun-scorched, just destroyed planet in the solar system that we have because it's the closest to the sun. So it's constantly being burned and bombarded by heat and radiation. And I believe there's no atmosphere either there either. It's completely been burned. I mean, we have an ozone layer. Sorry, I keep saying atmosphere. Atmosphere is the sky before the ozone layer. I'm sorry. So everything, every time I said atmosphere, that's what I meant. I meant ozone layer. The ozone layer is the bubble. The atmosphere is what is the powder surrounding the bubble before you get to the sky, the clouds, all that. Sorry. The ozone layer is what I meant. But these other planets don't have this ozone layer. Well, some of them don't, especially Mars, because like I was saying, it's so close, it's being burned. So the theory is, if you were to move Mars, like right now, take Mars, if we could physically, if we were gods of that stature, could physically take Mars move its rotation to where it's in Earth's rotation, the same distance from the sun, and then take Earth and move it where Mars is, give it a couple thousand years or a million years, and Earth will be Mars, and Mars will attempt to flourish because it's the right distance. Now, I don't know about the ozone layer growing back and all that. I'd have to research that stuff. That was a question not asked and a thing I never researched, so that's something I'm going to have to research on my own. Let me go ahead and write that down ozone layer research i'm gonna do some in-depth shit on that nerd alert but it does make you wonder like that that's where religion gets a little finicky like you could say this is all perfectly just random big bang theory sporadic power went left right this was created this was created because molecules did this and atoms did that and things combusted and combined whatever the fuck you want to believe that created the the universe or the galaxies or this does tend to make you wonder about the religious side because if you're a big enough god looking down on all this and you literally you see these pieces as moving to the left it's closer to the sun it burns so you back it a little bit to the right moving it away from the sun and it starts flourishing starts growing plants so then you take this other one and you move it the right distance to what you want now you have your jupiters and your others that have gas filled gases full of uh, methane gas whatever these different carbons are that the other planets have which obviously have ozone layers because they are engulfed and held within and because there's no sun burning it off i mean for the most part um, and like I said, half of this is theory, half of this is known. I mean, we have never stepped foot on Jupiter, so it is what it is. 
but it's all interesting facts that you know it makes you like i said i'm not religious but it makes you wonder like you you could argue that fact like i talk to religious people all the time and they they piss me off so much not because they're religious just because their answers are stupid like if i ask you questions make me believe if i was religious i wouldn't stop with hard-hitting facts not just bombarding you with bombarding you you know what i mean like i've had people just hit me with facts from the bible that's nothing Hit me with hard-hitting facts. If you hit me with a weird theory about what I'm telling you right now, about how somebody could be sitting overhead and perfectly positioning everything, that's more hard-hitting and compelling to me than you just saying the word faith to me, which is what I usually get when I'm like, well, how did the dinosaurs, whatever, how did fucking man live for millions of years when you say we've only been around for three or 4,000? Like how this, that, and the other, and everybody just says faith, bro fucking faith well that doesn't tell me shit bro faith doesn't tell me nothing i need facts i'm a logical brain i'm a logical mind i need facts evidence and shit i can see shit i can touch taste and feel you know what i mean i need my senses to be active on facts not just theories of bullshit which i'll take those if you're a scientist sorry you have more uh platitude with me longitude both of them work i guess latitude yeah, both of those work. Whatever. I'll give you more leeway. Sorry, religious people. You have to earn my leeway because I haven't had good answers from you. But if you give me good answers, I'm more than welcome to listen. And I think I just gave you one. So you're welcome. Um, Sorry. Don't know where we're veered off to. Um, We're going to go ahead and shut that bit down. I done offended... Um, think a couple groups of people on this one so we'll go ahead and let that settle in uh hopefully i get some comments no one ever wants to tell me anything so fuck y'all if y'all don't say nothing <laughs> i'll be here no matter what appreciate y'all that are listening tell your friends about me we will be here all the time um y'all i forgot to even say at the beginning of this episode this is the uh 13th episode and this is the episode that marked my 50 followers which is what i needed to become an official member on uh, anchor which is through spotify so i really appreciate everybody for that that's it's fucking awesome it's been i started first week of january it's been 13 weeks this is web, episode 13 um i'm actually about to go on a vacation here in a little bit so i'm probably going to double y'all maybe some episodes while i'm gone for a week i'll probably hit y'all with a tuesday thursday uh haven't decided on that just yet, but I think I'm going to knock that out for y'all to have something a little extra. But, yeah, I just want to throw it out there. I appreciate everybody uh, following me. You know, we smashed that goal. First goal's done. Um, we're going to go keep smashing them next goals. Um, as always, y'all want that hit or get that swiftlifestyles.com. Uh, Never hurts. There's going to be a lot of promos in here. I appreciate anybody that sticks around uh for listening through my ads this is all part of the 50 followers now i now have commercials they're going to start giving me things to read so this is this is all y'all uh everybody listening this is you you have done this you have I, i'm literally looking at ads right now on my screen so <laughs> this is not possible without y'all so i appreciate it i love you guys uh thank you so much for sticking around you know um uh, i don't know what else to say fluent and dummy we're gonna be out of here peace y'all